is Unexpected with Hannah Love. In this podcast, you will gain a new perspective of how God loves you enough to call you to things that you couldn't have imagined for yourself. I grew up loving to read. Now, a part of this could be because my mom was a teacher, and another part of this could be because our generation wasn't technically a part of the technology age, at least until we were teens. Tablets and smartphones and streaming apps weren't a part of my childhood, thankfully. Anyway, I grew up loving books. I could read for hours on end. It was like stepping into the pages and traveling to different worlds with new friends. In high school and even into college, I got into reading romance novels. Who doesn't love stories of unlikely romance and handsome heroes? Anyway, there did come a point when I began to feel convicted about reading them. I still loved the plot lines and thrill of romance, but I was beginning to ache for stories that had something deeper. Perhaps in parallel with my own life, I was wanting to read about women who were pursued by men who had hearts for God. It was around this time that I discovered one of my favorite authors, Francine Rivers. Her books fell under the description Christian fiction. Once I read my first series, I was hooked. It was like finding, for the first time, books that included romance, but more notably, shared stories of great depth with characters searching for purpose, finding God. These details reflected the desires of my own heart. God was always the subtle and constant personality shining through the storylines. As I made it my mission to read every book she had ever written, I began to notice two different types of stories she wrote. Half of them were completely fiction, though they still had underlying godly themes, and the other half were based around biblical characters that we know today. This was perhaps the first time I began seeing the Bible as a book full of real people. Now, I know that sounds silly as I am a firm believer in the inerrant truth of the Bible, but the fact remained that up until that point, I had often read the stories in Sunday school without really thinking beyond the words on the page. They were just, well, stories. But then I began reading a series called A Lineage of Grace. In it were the stories of five women in the Bible, some of whom I've had episodes on. Each woman was a part of the lineage of Jesus. What was so beautiful about these stories, though, was the skillful way Francine Rivers transported you into their lives. She took these biblical stories, using every piece of what the Bible tells us, and then infused them with life. Each story written through the eyes of each woman. It felt intimate and personal. As any good author does, she thoroughly researched her subjects. She researched every time period, custom, and culture of the time. Then, she beautifully crafted a persona around each woman, taking her readers right into the heart and mind, as if we could feel what she felt while her story was unfolding. It was riveting and eye-opening. But most importantly, what it did was give me a new lens through which to read the Bible. It feels like a roundabout way of saying this, but until my early to mid-twenties, I didn't exactly look forward to reading the Bible. And I was a reader. But this, this beautiful perspective brought by Francine Rivers 
was a light bulb moment for the reader in me. It made me want to start over reading the Bible, this time more slowly. This time, I wanted to read it as if I were there. Thus began my journey into the Word of God. Now, over the years, I've been asked how to study the Bible, how to read the Bible, where do you start? And as much as I'd love to point to resources and study guides, I have to say, for me, it started with this new perspective. Understanding these were real people, and these events really happened. They weren't just Sunday school cartoon characters. Now, that being said, I will say that there are practical steps to take, like begin reading the Bible in chronological order for starters. And there are, in fact, mountains of resources out there to help you begin your journey. But before I read a single page, the first major step I took was changing the way I thought about the Bible and the people in it. Now a word from our sponsor, Lifemark. Get ready for Lifemark, the new movie from Kendrick Brothers and Kirk Cameron, opening in theaters everywhere September 9th. In Lifemark, David's comfortable world is turned upside down when his birth mother unexpectedly reaches out to him, longing to meet the 18-year-old son she'd once held. With the encouragement of his adoptive parents, David embarks on a life-altering journey of discovery that leads to a staggering truth from his past. Can one decision, one choice, impact so much more than one life? Inspired by an incredible true story, Life Mark celebrates adoption, reconciliation, and love. If you're looking for a movie that will restore your hope, make your plans now to see Life Mark. See Life Mark in theaters nationwide beginning September 9th. Learn more about Life Mark and get your tickets today at lifemarkmovie.com. That's lifemarkmovie.com. Reading and studying the Bible really can feel overwhelming. It's a huge book full of mysteries and, let's be honest, words we can't even pronounce. But today, I wanted to encourage you with my personal story and my takeaways. Reading the Word of God can be so intimidating that many won't even take the first step to begin. But let me be someone who tells you from experience. Nobody just wakes up one day and becomes a Bible study expert. I'm certainly not. In fact, in the early days, I would pray for God to light a fire in me to be hungry for the Word. I didn't naturally gravitate to the Bible before any other book. It became a discipline. And more than that, it also became an exercise in spiritual muscle building. I started small, one page at a time, one chapter at a time, and eventually I'd read whole books at a time. The spark turned to flame. The pages came to life. God spoke to me in the pages. The lives were real and the stories are relevant. Now, I'm still no expert, and I will never claim to be, but I can be someone who shares what I've learned. I can be someone who encourages others because God has encouraged me. Part of the reason I felt called to start this podcast was to share all of these things. I hope and pray that by reading biblical stories and sharing personal ones, that it's a way to bring the Bible to life for you, my listeners. I pray it's a jumping-off point for you to start reading for yourself, to see what God speaks to you through the pages. The Bible is truly living and breathing, timeless and universal. It is a gift for anyone ready to open. 
Now, I can't say that I've memorized many verses or that I could quote scripture on the spot, but I can say that one day, many years from now, my prayer is for the word to be written deep within my heart. Life comes from it. Hope is restored by it. And truth is evident in every single line. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is truth, to make us realize what is wrong with our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip His people to do every good work. Another version says, There's nothing like the written Word of God for showing you the way to salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. Every part of Scripture is God-breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes, training us to live God's way. Through the Word, we are put together and shaped up for tasks God has for us. I suppose this was on my heart today because I know the Bible is the one thing that holds all the wisdom we'll ever need in this world. We live in a tumultuous time. We live in a time that many consider new and educated and more enlightened than ancient days. But sweet friends, there's nothing new under the sun. There is nothing that exists now that God didn't already know would exist. Humanity is as broken today as it was then. And until Jesus returns, true peace will never be known by the world. In the meantime, though, what we can do is equip ourselves with the Word. It will show us truth, expose our own rebellion, and correct us in our mistakes so we can live God's way. This is the basis on which we live as Christians. This is what prepares us to go out and be salt and light. It is the true work of the church. Reading the Word of God will change you and sanctify you. As you allow His truth to direct your steps, you'll begin the great work of becoming like Christ. And eventually living this out will become your life testimony to the world. A testimony of how Jesus lived to show us the way. After all, the Bible says that in the beginning, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. John 1, 1. And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. John 1, 14. As we read these passages, we see that reading the Bible isn't simply getting to know words on pages, but rather, it is getting to know Jesus, getting to know the heart of the Father more deeply and intimately. My prayer is that this is the exact encouragement that you need today to take the first step or maybe even the next step in your journey reading the Word of God. I pray you'll hear these words and be challenged to grow in your walk. I pray that as you pick up your Bible, God will begin to stir in you, that the pages will come to life and His revelation will pour out. Today, I hope you'll realize the only resource you really need to deepen your relationship with Christ is the Bible. Watch and be amazed as your journey really begins. Thank you so much for listening today. If this episode has encouraged you, please feel free to share it with your family and friends. There's a lot of stuff going on in the world today, and my hope is that this show is a candle in the dark.